this one's all about the homies. Yo, my boy Adrian from Living Ardently Podcast, he's dope. We had a great conversation here about friendship, man. We had, we both, I mean, we both had just such journeys with our conversion and losing friends and making new friends and all this stuff. So we just had a lot to share, a lot to say on this topic. And this episode was just really fun to record. I mean, we were just cutting up. We had a blast. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So I hope you really enjoy it and just really take to heart a lot of the stuff that we have to share about friendship, which is obviously one of the you know main categories of our lives because we all have friends. We all need friends. We're made for community, We're made to be in a relationship with other people. And so your friendships are really, really important. You know, um, I, I always love the the scripture quote from St. Paul. I Man, I'm, I'm blanking on what verse and chapter it is. I know that it's in Corinthians. I want to say it's second Corinthians, but not positive, but St. Paul tells us that bad company ruins good character. And that's true. And it's one of the places I see people get most prideful is thinking that they can be friends with people who are really bad for them and still maintain their holiness, their virtue, their joy, all that. So have good friends. This is what we're going to talk about today. I hope that you enjoy it. You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this, and you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom, to go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses. It's time for you to take extreme ownership for your life, for all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. and never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. My dude, Adrian, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing, Nathan? Doing well, bro. It's good to see you, man. I'm excited. We've been planning this for a while now. I don't know. We talked sometime. I All I remember is how long ago we talked is that I really couldn't walk back then. And now I'm on one crutch. So it feels like it was a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a, that's a great improvement, I got to say. Yeah, it, it was it was beginning of the year. It was be, around like beginning of 2021. It was. One of the first two months, I think. Dog, you wouldn't know it's something that's super overlooked and underappreciated in the world? What is? Carrying things while you walk. Oh, man. <laughs> Carrying things while you walk is the dopest thing in the world, and nobody appreciates it. Everybody's just walking around, picking up stuff, and moving to another room, and not even thinking about it. But it is a right. gift. It is a gift. It is. And I lost it. Like, I lost it for like eighty-five days, and now I'm on one crutch, bro. I'm out here just carrying stuff all over the house. Okay, I got this. You got a box That's on right. your head, and you're just crutching along. Yeah, man. <laughs> Emily has the audacity sometimes to be like, "Do you want me to get that for you?" I'm like, "If you don't let me just have this small whip, I need this. I need this." carry this outside you know what i'm saying that's yeah, so that's funny amazing. man i'm like texting and walking now i'm like this is cool look at me go yeah. like, look at me go i got this it's funny I mean, man. you'll be you're gonna be a pro 
That's you right. Won't, you won't need you might, you won't need that second leg by the time you're done, or that second hand for all. That Amen. Matters. Yeah. No. Sometime soon. I, I'm hoping in in <laughs> ten days I'll be able to drop no crutches. Hey. But hey, that's yeah. What's up. The physician assistant so is much more optimistic than me, than my physician, uh, than my PT, my physical therapist. Yeah. My physical yeah, yeah. therapist is kind of slow rolling me, but the PA was like, sure. bro, do you? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm dropping the crutch. <laughs> the PT is like, I mean, take your time. You know what I'm like? I mean, the PA said I was good. You know, like you out here tripping. But yeah, it's funny, you man. Try to, you trying to wake me back. <laughs> right. And yeah, so I'm going to be in the boot for like. I'm gonna be in the boot for probably at least six weeks, maybe eight weeks once I get down to no crutches. So it's a nice, yeah. Oh, it's a long time. But I have a one of my homies is getting married June 26th. And so my hope is that I'll be back in sneakers and shoes by the wedding day. That's the goal. Oh, that I can wait, walk down. When is it June 26th? So I still June got 26th, two yeah. and a half months. And so, yeah, yeah. but it's a yeah, this Achilles injury, bro, is no, it's a haul. It oh, is yeah. a haul. Yeah, it it's like a, you know you when you when you imagine now being like an athlete like yeah. those those people in the NBA like when Kobe did that man yeah. like, you Dog, you know watched, it more more than we do yeah I watched uh, a compilation the other night like two nights ago of uh, people of NBA uh, players who who tore their Achilles and it's like yeah. I didn't realize how many people had done it you know what I mean yeah. Kobe yeah. Um, Brandon Jennings had done it. Kevin Durant obviously did it. He injured Kevin, it twice, yeah. but I think he tore it the second time. Um, mm-hmm. there, but there were so many like superstars who had torn their Achilles, and it was Chauncey yeah. Billups had done it. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. I think it was a Boogie That's had a good done it. Of people, yeah, dude, yeah, dude, it was Boogie did crazy. it like off season, didn't he? It might have been like, like a preseason game or something like that. Yeah, but it was during an yeah. NBA game. But it was, yeah, it's crazy, man. But it's just such a long recovery, um, right. Yeah, and everything. But speaking of getting married to, bro, you're getting married like in 36 right. hours, which is an exaggeration, <laughs> which I love. But you're getting married yeah. in literally 14 days, bro. April 23rd. Yeah, it's coming crazy. in hot. Adrian and Sarah. Coming in hot. How you yeah. feeling, bro? It's, you ready? You know, it hasn't like hit me because um, as you know, um, I start I just started a new job. And then, like, I'm getting married. And then after I start that new job, after I get married, we're moving, like, a couple weeks after that. Yeah. So it's been a lot. And, like, it's just a lot. To, it, it's just been so much to process that I haven't. I don't think I've really let it sink in that much. Sure. So I don't feel stressed about anything quite yet. Like, I feel like it's just going to hit me all at once. Or I'm going to start crying at the altar or something. But I'm pumped. I just know I'm excited. I'm ready to, you know, start my forever you know, absolutely. Uh, with my bride to be, and I'm ready to experience the married life and try to be the best husband I can be. You know what I mean? Yeah, dog. I've heard from so many like Christians and Catholics in my day of how cool it is to be married. Nobody ever yeah. told me how dope it is to be engaged, though. <laughs> like, this has been, dog. I'm like six days in, and it is fire. Like it is so yeah. dope. Nobody ever told me it was this lit to be engaged, and so I can't even imagine how. Like nothing's got me more excited to be married than getting engaged. You know, like this is like, yeah, it's gonna oh, be yeah. crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the changing yeah. of like girlfriend to fiance, it's huge. Such a, huge. It's different. It hits it's gigantic. It hits, yeah, it hits like it's just hard to get transitioned into it, but it's just like it feels nice to say fiance, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah, I've made I've missed I don't know I've if you know, like but you have times. to use two E's. I did learn that. I did not know that. I just, let's I teach some people that, that real quick. Let's teach some people. Yeah, so yeah. fiance in the feminine actually has two E's. And I think yeah. does the accent still go on the second E the first E though? 
the first E, yeah. So the yeah. first E still the E the the accent does go in the first E, but it has a a regular E after that. Right for the yeah. feminine. So when and, you and when the, the guy guys mini. when you talking about to your girls like your fiance, you gotta do one E E with a yeah no one E for oh, the yeah. guy, two E for the girls. Yeah, for the girls. Yeah, I was talking. Yeah. yeah, exactly. My bad. Yeah, I, I misunderstood your pronouns there, but yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> male is one e, female is two e. Yeah. Guys, write this down because I had no yeah. clue. I got corrected by some stranger on Instagram. Was who messaged me <laughs> yeah. back and was like, "Hey, dummy." They were a lot more graceful yeah. than that, but they're like, "Hey, like, what?" Yeah, I was like, "Oh, word." There's two fiance words. <laughs> I was like, no, I this is news to me. Yeah, it was funny, man. But I want to get just I want to get it started. I'd love to hear just some of your background, Adrian. It's been yeah. so fun, man, just getting to know you. We've talked we talked now twice before this. Um yeah. before doing this podcast. You're awesome, bro. So just tell us some of your background and everything and just kind of about the yeah. start of living ardently. And before I get into that, we just want to share that we're we're doing this kind of as a two-part series. So we're gonna be talking about relationships. Right. The first one's gonna mm-hmm. be on friendships that we're gonna talk about today. And then we're going to get into romantic right. relationships, which is going to be super dope when we talk right. about that next week, because we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, we'll both be engaged. You'll be close to being married. I'll yeah. be far away from being married, but um, <laughs> pretty fun stuff. So we're going to do one yeah. for Seeking Excellence and one for Living Artly, the podcast that you host yeah. and have founded. And so tell us about all of that. Tell us about your background, your life, who Adrian yeah. is, and then tell us a little bit about uh, LA, bro. Yeah. So, um, was born and raised uh, from so I'm Filipino American. I was born in Queens, New York, and raised in Florida. Um, but as all Filipinos typically are, they're Catholic and born and raised Catholic. You know, that's right. So it was cradled, um, cradled uh, to the altar. You know, into baptism, into confirmation, all that stuff, first communion. And so I was always like, I there was no growing up without the church for me. Um, but I kind of like most people who were raised in the church, uh, um, you kind of took it for granted for a while and, um, but didn't had this like reconversion. Um, I had this reconversion back when I was a junior in high school, uh, went to a Steubenville youth conference, um, got the experience, the reality, uh, of the fact that Christ is, ex- does exist in the Eucharist, um, and fell in love with that fact. At first I didn't really know what to do with that fact. Um, and that entire weekend just kind of tore me down, like all my walls, all my barriers, all my excuses, like through confession, through the men's talks, like everything just kind of constantly, um, broke me down to the point where I had no more excuses and it was either everyone in this room is crazy or I like they're, they're they're right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay. So I had to really self-analyze and finally came to the conclusion that, yeah, God is true. God is real. Um, I w- wanted to do graphic design and TV production, uh, aka just wanted to get into animation, you know, for uh, Pixar and start working for them in college. But then kind of felt that call to do theology or to study to do youth ministry. So then I was like, oh man, that means I gotta leave and go to an actual college because I was doing like community college. No, no, like no shade through commun- like community college, but it's just like I wasn't going to university. Um, right. And I was like, okay, well, I tried it out, went to, um, you know, I kind of just followed and trusted the Lord, and he led me to go study theology at Marie University, studied there for three and a half years, made some of the best friends of my life at that university, went through some of the lowest of lows and highs of highs, and um, that kind of led me to join this household called Ardent's Virtus in that time. We did, like, households there, like, 
if you're familiar with the Catholic schools, like Catholic colleges, they have like households instead of fraternities. Yeah, I know and Franciscan has that. Yeah, so shout uh, out to the friends. Ave, yeah, Ave kind of adapted that from Franciscan. Uh, okay. Some of the Franciscan like grads like ended up working for Ave, and they implemented that there too. And my my household was called Ardens Virtus, um, which means like passionate virtue, and that kind of um, was like the pillar of like my like growth of faith as a man in college, like just that household and those men that I met there, and like half of my like half of my more than half of my groomsmen are like household brothers, you know from that's awesome, from there. Man. So it's so dope. Yeah. yeah. Then I graduated and went to do youth ministry for three and a half years which is awesome. And during that time frame, I started this blog site called Living Ardently and kind of playing on the um, household stuff. And yeah, I just kind of started off with me writing a couple things. And then I realized, man, I hate writing. Um, so <laughs> a year That's later, hilarious. I kind of figured out that, oh, podcasting is a thing. Um, and I, I talk I talk well. I mean, I like co- talking to people. I'm a conversationalist. And I was like, oh, might as well just start a podcast. Um, and so I took Living Ardently, the brand that I like had started, and then just like transformed it to a podcast. And, you know, two years later, here we are with like, you know, like some, ex- like not crazy growth, but growth enough for me that like I didn't expect. Cause honestly, right. I, I, I was speaking. This is a dude doing a show in a room, like, by himself. And so expecting it to go where it is today, didn't expect that at all, you know. It's not right. anything I did, but, you know, it's an amazing um, blessing to have been able to talk to the people I've talked to and, you know, meet the people I got to meet with um, and discuss the topics that we got to discuss on our, on our show. And, yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, is there... Am I missing anything there? I don't think so. That's awesome, man. Are you getting married soon? I am getting married soon. My fiance, we talked about her earlier. That's big. She is. We met. We met actually because of Instagram, kind of because of the no podcast. Way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. My my dude Jarrell from the Living Person, who's one of my co-hosts. Yeah. Um, he runs a TLP Instagram, and um, he did this challenge called the mile a day in may yeah and i was like all right well very familiar i had i wanted to go ahead and do it one year um and he was reposting my stories because i was really trying you know i had like a 13 minute mile to a nine minute mile and in one month in one month yeah he like really um like displayed my progress yeah and me and my not my fiance met because i went to school with her sister we re- got reacquainted with that. No way. Um, through her, her following the living person and seeing my story, it's like, oh, that's Adrian. Like that, that's um, uh, Teresa's sister. I mean, I mean Teresa's friend. So she followed me, and I was like, oh, that's Teresa's that's sister. Crazy. Followed her back. Right. And we started talking. I mean, we didn't really start talking right away. <clears throat> you know how you do this thing where you react to people's stories and stuff. The very subtle DM entrance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, well, the just laughing like, emoji. Yeah. I mean, like, I just do that because, like, I spent a lot of time back then and on Instagram. And right. I literally just respond to people's things. But yeah, there was, you know, that I was like, oh, you know, that's cool. And then she, and then she, like, we started, like, talking. Um, it started because of a pun I made. Um, like, uh, just a pun about, like, I don't forget. It was a like, cheese pun. 
um, that's hilarious. It was like she was like, "Oh, that's so cheesy." I was like, "Yeah, hey, so cheesy, so great." And I spelled "great" like a a cheese grate. Like great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of the conversation that started. And she was like, and then she complimented me on the podcast. I was like four or five episodes in, and she had complimented it. She goes way back. Yeah, way back. She's an OG. That's and, uh, and I was like, whoa, like somebody I don't like personally talk to is listening to my podcast. That's when I was like, oh, that's crazy. And long story short, now we're engaged. That's always the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's big. And so, yeah, man, that's so awesome. And what episode are you on now? Like how deep are you into the podcast now? So we are now episode 84. Dang. 84, 85, yeah. That's awesome, man. Pretty great. Yeah. Such a cool story, bro. And I'm, I don't know if you ever knew that Emily and I also met on Instagram. I think I, I recently found that out. On really? Stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like our Q&A the other day. Yeah, bro. So yeah, so we've, we've met on Instagram. And so maybe this will give a lot of people hope about social media. Um, I think a lot of people <laughs> yeah. are anti-social media foolishly. Right, um, right. That's my personal belief. I don't think that it's always like you're your go-to or that it should necessarily be plan a but i i think that a lot of people underestimate like the value of of the direct message oh yeah sliding (laughs) into dms are actually it's a very powerful very very powerful thing (laughs) you just gotta do you got two success stories here before you right now so yeah dude that's huge man but yeah I think, I think, first of all, I think my listeners are just going to appreciate your mic quality. You know, it's always good having other podcast <laughs> hosts on your podcast because you always got good sound, which is great. Right. So I really appreciate that. But one thing I wanted to talk about as you are just kind of hit on and reiterate is you talked about how big Steubenville was for you. And I had many friends when I was in college who thought SEEK, uh, that went yeah. to a SEEK conference when we were in college that thought that was really big for them. And yeah. well, I think that's so important because a lot of people who listen to our podcast now are going to be young adults, right? Some are still in college. Right. And if you're yeah. in college, you should take every advantage. If you're in high school, take advantage of going to Steubenville, take advantage of going to Seek. But mm-hmm. also like, if you're not, if you're a young adult, like your parish still probably offers retreats or maybe you need to Google oh, yeah. like Catholic retreats in my area, you know, and like God yeah. has done incredible things in my life. When I went on retreats, yeah. I went on Kairos once in high school, oh, once nice. in college and led it twice in college. Right. And so each time was super powerful for me. And and I just think that people a lot of times underestimate how much we have to also act, right? And every time we act, we're mm-hmm. actually responding, we're reacting, right, to the Lord. Like the Lord always acts first, like he acted first in the cross. And so right. we always are responding to the Lord, but we have to actually take steps, right? Like you might have to get out of your comfort zone. You might have yes. to go do something. Your first, your first uh, Steubenville, you said like, these people are crazy. Like you weren't kind of, you weren't like super Catholic, right? Like you weren't like all yeah. bought in. My first, <laughs> my first retreat I went on in high school, bro, I was ratchet back then. Like really <laughs> ratchet, like like 98% ratchet, right? There was like 2% the Holy Spirit in me. And I just like answered the call to go on this retreat. And it's crazy. Like what can happen? Right. And, but people don't oh, yeah. ever, oh, yeah. I always just tell people, I'm like, man, you don't want to die never having really given God the chance, you Thanks. know? If you say no and no to retreats and conferences and things like that, because you're not that kind of person, like, just try it. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. But at least you'll know, right? Like, at least give it a shot. Like, at least go and see. And, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't say you went to Catholic school until sixth grade and think that you really know what you're saying no to. Like, there's, it's, it really blows my mind how many people are like that. You know, did, like, three years of Catholic school. Even if you did 12 years of Catholic school, I did that, right? Like, I did 13 years and then went on four years of college of Catholic schooling and, like, 
I wouldn't say I was like really fully formed until I was like a year out of college. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like until yeah. I like really knew it and could explain right. it. And so if you're not pursuing stuff and like actually learning, then you're not going to know. But you kind of talked about how I liked when you talked about going to the conference of like these either people, these people are either crazy or they're right. And I was just having a conversation in my DMs on Instagram with somebody who was asking about being Catholic or not. And I'm like, we're either, that's, that's like essentially what I tell people. It's like, we're either insane. Yeah. Like if you're a Protestant or if you're a non-believer at all, like Christians, if you're a non-believer, Christians are either insane or right. If you're a Protestant, either Catholics are insane or right. Like there's no, yeah. there's really yeah. either you have to think we're really wrong, like, like almost like insane wrong. Right. Or you have to think we're right. Like there can't be like a lukewarm, what, what kind of drives me crazy but it's super common it's this protestant belief that like we all kind of believe the same thing and it's like mm-hmm. no like we're either mm-hmm. wild as catholics <laughs> or yeah. we're right right like we're either like out there like you should be looking at us as like <laughs> i don't want to bash mormons but like almost like in the mormon camp of like you know what i mean like questioning <laughs> yeah. everything we do or else you should think that we're right like there, there can't be right. any like lukewarmness yeah. of like oh like yeah catholics are just like if you go to an evangelical church and you think that you believe the same thing as catholics like you're wrong you know like people don't know that like it's crazy that people really think people say it to me all the time they'll be like oh like we all believe the same things right and i'm like it was like three years ago for the first time that i was like no (laughs) first time i was ever like no that's not true you know yeah it's crazy bro i i always um i always like one of the things i always say is like you know we us catholics are so weird man we we are weird but you know like we i tell my teens like you can't tell me we are normal, like, I mean, like, we're, like, just like every other Christian, because no other Christians are going to look at a toenail from a holy person and start crying, you know what I mean, like, yes, like, like a piece of relics. he's like, oh my gosh, that's my confirmation, <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like, we're straight weird, dude, right, like, I mean, it's not like, but, you know, then, I, it, you know, it's, it gets hard to, to explain that, because we do, we do love these holy people, and we look up to them, um yeah we want to you want to emulate them and we go to confession no. bro we go to right, adoration right. like that is right. wild we eat the we, yeah. we drink jesus's blood and, and eat his body and we think that it's really it you know like yeah that's not something that you can just look at you know you look at methodists you look at uh, right. anglicans you look at non-denoms you look at you know right. whatever like you can't look at all those things and then be like, yeah, Catholics do all that stuff. It's just the same. It's right. not, bro. Like right. either we're like hard wrong. Either you should be, <clears throat> listen, listen, basically, and I don't want to make this about Catholics and Protestants. I guess we can kind of podcast yeah. whatever we want. That's kind of the cool thing about podcasting <laughs> yeah. is you can do whatever you want. But we should right, talk right, about right. friendships at some point. <laughs> but yeah. every time you meet a, a Catholic and a Protestant meet together, like one should be evangelizing the other or vice versa, right? Like somebody's right. either like super wrong. Right. There's no way you're both right though. Like things are right. so different and people just kind of don't know that. And it's really sad to me. And I just mm-hmm. wish, and I pray for myself, bro. Like I, I need to yeah. be more bold than that, you know, um, right. just kind of sharing those things. But yeah, yeah. it's super cool, man. I, I like, like uh, one of the things, you know, I want to go back to something you said, like, you know, people who, who um, have this bad impression of, you know, the Catholic faith because of their Catholic schooling. Like, I'll tell you what, what was a Catholic school? from my experience sucks <laughs> like yeah and that should oh, not be the basis 80%. of what you understand as faith yeah bro like honestly like if you don't like pursue um that understanding or learn learn more about the faith outside of the just you know outside of your school the catholic school or that or even the church like just going deeper outside of like your parish bro right. like 
go go further, go beyond, and you'll see how beautiful the faith is. You know what I mean? Like, if you go straight into that history and go into, like, the archives, bro, like, it's all available for you. Like, if you go read St. Ignatius of uh, Antioch's letters, um, all these things, dude, like, if you go G. that deep, yeah, like, you are, way, way, that's way where back. you become the great, you, that's where you find the beauty of the faith, um, whether it be history or tradition or whatever it is. Like, you got to go beyond your Catholic school. You got to go beyond your parish because right. that's not it. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, our Catholic schools and Catholic churches, our parishes, sometimes they lack. Um, but that's the that's the product of humans leading the church. You know, that's that's right. Inevitable. You're um, gonna have that. Yeah. It's it's really sad, man. Like, yeah, it's just it's so unfortunate how many people say no passively. Right. You know, like they're not like looking at it, considering it all, and and that's why I tell people like people really don't understand this. It, and like I talked about this person who I was just talking to on my in, in on Instagram the other day of like, I don't like, I, I'm like, I'm unattached from what you actually decide to do. But if you're going to ask me something about it, like, I want to tell you everything. And I want you to look at everything because I want you to know what you're saying yes or no to. Right. I don't want you to say yes without knowing. And I don't want you to say no without knowing. Right. Like it's the same as getting married essentially. Right. Like I, if you're ready, then I want you to do it. I want you to take the next steps. But at the same time, like, I want you to know what you're like signing up for here. Right. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know, also know what you're saying no to. And people just right. don't give the church enough credit with that. But anyways, yeah. I'm going to cut us off there. Cause I know we could talk about that for like three hours. I bet. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally. It's a whole different um, podcast topic in general. Yeah. Legit. We'll do number three on that. <laughs> and then yeah. we'll flip a coin yeah. on who gets it. <laughs> yeah. My favorite is the truth. Right. <laughs> best of three, though. We gotta do best of three. Yeah. I can have yeah. an off day. All right. So we're gonna talk about the homies today, bro. So we're talking right. about relationships. We're talking about friendships. Yeah. And so I want to ask you, Adrian, my man, host of the Living Ardently podcast, gonna be married in two weeks. How? What is your definition? Like, how do you define a good friend? What do you look like in a good friend? Right. And before I get into that, I want to share. I talked about this a few weeks ago with one of my homies, Bob, and yeah. Bob was, you know, very instrumental in like the founding of Seeking Excellence and is just one of my best friends. And yeah. I talked about a lot and I kind of want to reiterate this because I talked about in the intro of that podcast. Like a lot of times we say our best friend and I'm like, if you think about those words, right? So like I, I study philosophy in college as well as criminal justice and like, so I'm very like philosophical and love words and like the meaning of words, right? I'm like, if you think about the yeah. phrase best friend, like that literally should mean like we often say it as like who we're closest with, right? Like who we're like, who's really cool or who we spend the most time with or whatever. But like the word best means who's the best at being your friend, right? Like if you think about who's the best basketball player in the NBA, you don't say who do I spend the most time with or who do I watch the most, right? Like yeah. that would be your favorite. Like you could say your favorite friend is somebody else. When you ask somebody who's your best friend, it might not be somebody who you spend the most time with. It might not be yeah. the person you're closest with. Your best friend means who's the best at being your friend. And so we have to take it and, and really identify what does it mean to be a good friend? Because if I don't know what it means to be a good friend, how can I identify who my best friend is? And so you have all these people out there who are like, this is my BFF, this is my best friend, he's my ride or dies. And it's like, right. but you don't even know what a good friend is, right? And so right. I want you to kind of share with, and I'll, I'll share as well, but like talk to me, like what, how do you kind of define a good friend so that you can know right. who your best friends are and all that stuff? Right, yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing to talk about because like, I mean, you're talking to a guy who has nine people in his nine guys in his wedding party, because and that's a big wedding party. <laughs> that's massive. That's huge. <laughs> huge, yeah, that's big, huge. Yeah, it's massive, yeah. So, like, I, 
but it's just That's my a damn personality. Baseball team. <laughs> it's a starting five. It's a basketball team, and we got and reserves. It, it's a it's a starting nine baseball team, and you have a DH. <laughs> you have a designated hitter, <laughs> right? The pitcher ain't got a bat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So we, you know, for me, you know, finding you know what a good friend is is somebody who has who who one is gonna love you, right? Like who's going to seek you the best for you. Uh, or seek out your best interests and not, not just try to get to know you and have certain things in common with you, right? That's that's something, you know, that's great to have things in common. Um, obviously, that's the basis of a lot of relation, friendships, relationships in general. Um, but it has to go deeper, right? It has to go deeper. So for me, a good friend is someone who's going to try to bring you closer to what is good for you, right? Or, or lead you to what is good for you, Um and for, you know, as Christians, Catholics, that's heaven, that's Christ, that's the church, you know. And so um, I need to, I, like, my closest friends are going to be people who lead me that way, um, who lead me to remind me to go closer to Christ. Um, right. And that's kind of like the basis of how I, you know, how to think about choosing my best man. Yeah. Like, I had who, three who guys, like, who, like, yeah. I'm juggling that. And so who was actually going to, who was already doing that? Um, right, and I love these. I love those guys. Um, oh, fell out. Um, I love those guys to my death. You know, like to my deathbed. But um, I know one of them excels in that um, for me. Right, and that's who became my best man. That's awesome. That was my dude. Is my dude Garrick? Yeah, you know, who's also a fellow youth minister, um, and he he constantly checks in on me. He was one of the first people who asked me like. You know, how are you? And he's like, and then I said, I'm good. And he was like, no, no, no. How really are you? Don't give me that BS. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> so thrown off. But that was like one of the first times someone asked, really right. wanted to know, you know? Yeah. That's and, big. And so that has just stuck with me since we met in college back in like 2014. Right. So yeah. That's for me what a good friend needs to be. It's not just it surpasses our common interest. It, it goes deeper, you know? Yeah. There's actually true love there in a, in a heterosexual way. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying <laughs> that. Oh, that's good. No, that's big stuff. So I think, you know, what you kind of just reminded me of there and just kind of your, your description of it, I don't know if you intentionally did this or not, but it was basically like Aristotle. It was very like Aristotelian of, mm. you know, Aristotle has like the three different forms of friendship where yeah. he says there's, uh, pleasure, utility, and virtue, right? So virtue mm. being the highest form. So right. friendships of pleasure being not uh, just kind of like you go out drinking with them or you play baseball with them. Like you do stuff that's fun, right? right. It's like pleasing. Right. Then you have friendships right. of utility where it's like, I'm friends with this guy because he has season tickets to the, you know, Kansas City Royals. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'm friends with this dude because he has a pickup truck every time I need to move or, you know, like there's, and, and vice versa, right? Like each one of you is kind of like a friends because you're good at something else like you're somewhat mm -hmm. useful like usefulness is kind of what you think mm -hmm. of when you think of utility friendships and then mm -hmm. there's the virtuous friendships which are the highest form to attain mm -hmm. and i truly believe that most of us are lucky if we get like three to five of those in our lives mm -hmm. you know like the friendships of virtue and like i mean if you have nine of them that's a gift right like that that is really really huge um yeah. but but most people don't experience i think I, I really believe that especially the way that i grew up in such a uh kind of like <coughs> going to catholic school but really like in a secular kind of families and um like just kind of social groups 
is that I think a lot of a majority of people don't have any of them in their lives. But those of us who are lucky have a few. And then those of us who are really, really blessed and lucky have a ton, right? Like have a lot of them, have yeah. an abundance of it. But I think most yeah. people don't have many of those. And so the, the, the virtuous friendships are the ones that you have those hard conversations. The people who ask mm-hmm. you, no, don't give me that bullshit of, oh, I'm okay. You know, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, like, yeah. <laughs> like, how are you, bro? Like, I'm not asking, like, I'm not just being a jackass. Like, I literally want to know yeah. how you're doing. Like, don't just give me the reiterated right. answer you give everybody. Like, I'm not everybody, right? Like, they kind of right. assert themselves <laughs> to an extent in your life, right? And they're like, tell yeah. me. How are things going? And so one of the, I have like seven quotes from Matthew Kelly who that, that like really shaped my life in a big way. And yeah. one of them is, he, I can't remember what book it's in of his, uh, but he talks about how he's like, how do you know? He's like, how do you define a good friend? He talks about friendship in it, but he's like, it's really could go for a good anything, right? Like a good spouse, right. a good whatever. And Matthew Kelly right. coined the term best version of yourself. And so he mm-hmm. says that, you know, that you have a good friend if that friend makes you a better version of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I always think is the, is the term for that. Right. And, and so like, I remember mm-hmm. on like on Instagram the other day, Emily and I were driving back from Denver. You, you, you saw it, I think you said, and we yeah. were answering a lot of questions and people were like, what is like your advice for dating couples discerning marriage? And I'm like, you have to really be able to concretely, and I'm sure you and Sarah can both do this concretely right. answer the question, how has this, how has my significant other made me a better version of myself? Right. right. And if you don't have like, right. if you have to like think for 10 minutes, right. Or if you have nothing at the end of that 10 minutes <laughs> of like, how has this person really challenged me to be better? That's not good. Yeah. Right. Like that's immediate, right. like huge red flag. If you're six months, right. six to 12 months, but past 12 for sure. And yeah. you can't think of an answer to that. Like, cut it like i I almost feel confident to be like yo that's not it like that's just not the one (laughs) if they had a year and you they didn't make you any better like call it you know what i mean like just throw in the towel but that's what i think is the the answer for a friendship right so like when i think of my virtuous friendships i'm like that's the people who are disappointed with me like in a loving way when i make a mistake right like when i fall away or i'm slacking they're the people Mm -hmm. who challenge me and have those hard conversations of how are you doing like what are you doing with this or that like how are you doing in this area and if I'm yeah. not up to par, right? Like if I'm not pursuing excellence, I'm not seeking excellence in that area of my life, right. they call me out on it. You know, they're like, hey, right. you're better than that. You know, right. I used to get mad at my mom, bro, all the time. I'm sorry, I'm ranting <laughs> now, but this is, I just officially, I felt like I crossed the threshold of ranting, right? Like I, I felt like I, I knew when I hit it. <laughs> so this is my last statement. But my mom all the time, I used to get mad at my mom when I was in high school. I was a hooper, right? And if I would have had yeah. a decent basketball game, and like, I wasn't great. I'd come back and my mom be like, good game. And I'd be mad because I'm like, you think that's good for me? <laughs> right? like, I'm like, I'm like, that was kind of trash. And like, you just said it was good. Oh, so like, man. do you think that low of me that you think that was good for me? Right? Like I used to get upset mm. about that. Right. And like, it was kind of cocky at the time, but it's deep in life. Right. Like to have yeah, friends who are telling you that you're good or just like let celebrate your sins or celebrate these bad things in your life. You know, when I think about my best friends over the years, it's like I have friends who talk back on my sinful times in my life with joy and celebrate it and laugh about it. And then I have friends who, when I tell them about my sins now or in the last couple of years or whatever, are like disappointed and hope for better for me. Like yeah. those friends are not in the same categories. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, it's just not comparable. Right. And so that's, that's to me what, it, what really is, makes a good friend. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, or I can ask you the the next question that I kind of had come to mind. But yeah, no, I was just just gonna like 
totally agree with that because you know when you are able to to have that friendship with another friend another brother like whoever like it's you you feel that peace and obviously it makes you want to go to them more you know about your thing about your your heaviness your crap in your life and um you know you can if you can't confidently say like I'm going to lean on this. I can lean on this person to hear me, to mourn with me about what I, you know, like about certain things or to bring, raise me up in the moments when I definitely deserve to be, or, or I need to be like, then, then why, then they shouldn't be, they shouldn't have the title as your best friend. If that person doesn't fall into that category. Right. You know, like hands down, like, um, they're I quite know, literally like, a bad friend. Right. <laughs> so they can't literally. be your best. If they're your best friend, then you're in trouble. Right. Like if they're right. Literally the best, <laughs> that's like having your best player on your basketball team. You can't make a layup, yeah. right? Like, it's like, dog, like you ain't it. Like, that's your it best player. Not- it's like you come, you right. know what I'm saying? Like I'm when sorry. you ask somebody who's your best friend, it's like you're a scout showing up to a basketball team, and it's like, that's your best player. <laughs> it's like, I'm I'll see you. I'll I'll leave now. You they know, they trash. Like, <laughs> They some trash, dog. <laughs> they shoot from the chest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they out here hitting you with one of these. <laughs> <A heave. laughs> it's like, bro, that ain't it. That's not a jumper. <laughs> no, that's not a the ball jumper. Every position. Nope, no, sir. Yep. No, yeah. I'm no, it's, that. it's it's a, it's a it's a matter of you know knowing, like, because I remember in high school, man, I was throwing best friend left and right. You know, like we all did. Don't blame yourself. <laughs> I know, but like, there's actually only two of them. That right. came out still being my best friend, you know, and they they're good. They're one of the nine that are joining me on on my wedding day, and I'm, I'm glad great. to have them there. Um, but I that to give you a mind, like in high school, like there was probably over like fifteen of people that I'd call my best friend, and again, oh none my of them. Gosh. Yeah, no, I could definitely number fi- to that. <laughs> number two of them yeah. are still in my life. You know what I mean? That's I mean that's just perspective, but yeah, that's what I just wanted to add there. That's great. So, yeah, I think that's really good. So, talk to me about that. So, that, that kind of segues great into what we we're we were going to talk about next is, yeah, yeah, some of your old like when you talk about that, you know, like you had friends back in the day that you're like, these are my homies. Bro, I had guys like right. we cried together. You know what I mean? Like we were yeah. drunk, but we cried together at the time, right? <laughs> like in high school, whatever. Like you can be my best man, dog. You know what I mean? Like we we're super tight, right. and now I don't talk to them, right? Like now they're a mess. Right. And so how did you kind of kind of know that? I think we both have similar experiences with yeah. just conversion and stuff. Obviously, you were a cradle Catholic. I was and I converted. But either way, we both kind of mm-hmm. came from this like place of being kind of worldly and stuff like that into like really realizing mm-hmm. that like the faith was real. And so how did you kind of realize some of your old friends were bad for you? And what was that journey like of, you right. know, separation or however you kind of went about it with not being as close with right. them? Right. I think. I think it came with the nature of my conversion, to be honest. Um, when I um, started living out my faith, people started to notice that and then start making, like, not all of them, but there were some of my friends that started assuming that I didn't like them anymore for uh, other things, you know, like whether they were uh, part of the LBTQ community or I guess at that time it was just LBGT community. It's had um, a lot of letters. I don't want to get too political has, on it, but it had it's yeah, gotten expansive. it's gotten I don't 
I don't know all the letters. I just know Q is where I. That's where you call it. Added. Yeah, if That's you're feeling polite, if I'm feeling polite, I add the plus. Right, right. If I remember <laughs> to, it's more if yeah. I remember to. If I'm feeling I... graceful, I add the plus. But yeah, LGBT. <laughs> right. Q yeah. is right. That's, that's absolutely yeah. called it. Yeah. But I had some good friends in in high school that, you know, were in that field. And, you know, um, at that time of my conversion, I was like, oh, man, I'm like learning all, all of this about the faith again. I'm like, okay, so I can, you know, I was asking guidance from my pastor. Like, how do I be friends with them and still, you know, still be friends with them, but not support their acts and trying to figure that out and navigate that. And right, absolutely. Um, and you know, he, my pastor gave me some pretty good advice. Like, you know, you can still love, you know, the whole typical, you can love, uh, love this, uh, sinner, hate the sin, uh, hate the sin. And like, kind right. of, um, you know, I, there's times where I hate that, but you know, there's, there's, you know, it was still good advice for me at the time. So like I was trying to navigate that, but because, because they saw when I had converted some people, whether they supported them or were in that community thought that I immediately was going to shut them out and like kind of felt like they were like just starting to separate themselves from me. Um, and I can't say that's like for everybody that is, and really the, may, it could be just other reasons, but I just started feeling like, like, Oh no, like I tried to try to figure that out. But you know, friends like that just kind of start, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> friends like that just started to kind of uh, show their cards a little bit. Um, right and who were once my my best friends or closest friends and you know just kind of started to see the differences of what um i thought um and thought of it maybe as a threat or something i don't know like i tried to be as as graceful in it as i could i don't think i ever got into that discussion but it kind of just happened you know and as i grew older i just kind of spent less time with certain other people who weren't, you know, like outside of this situation, like, like when I knew somebody was bad, I just kind of spent less time with them when they invited me. I was like, Hey, I can't really, I'm not feeling up to it. Or like, I was like, Hey man, like I just don't have time or telling them straight up. It's like, I don't really feel like going out right now. You know, like it might sound like excuses, but just kind of spending less time with them um, and trying to make more time for friends that were actually leaving, leading me to where I needed to be. Um, you know, who are virtuous friends. And so, um, it was hard. It was kind of, but it also kind of just happened naturally, I think for me, you know, through the progression right. of the, con- the conversion. For sure. But I always think that's such a huge thing. And I, I, I often tell people that, you know, is that you can still be friends with certain people, right. Who are, are not right. living the lifestyle that you're seeking to live and are not as focused right. on their faith as you are and things like that. But I always tell people, you just have to be really careful about what you do and who you, who you do it with, mm-hmm. right? So if I had a homie who, who back in the day, we used to do a bunch of ratchet stuff with, and it's like, I'm not going out downtown with my man, right? but I can go work out right. with them because sure. yeah, nothing, yeah. I, you know, I never send in a gym. Like, you know what I mean? Like I ever fall right. into chastity <laughs> in a gym and stuff. You know what I mean? Like in a big way, like obviously you have some right. issues there in the gym yeah. as well, but like, I'm like, I, I never, you know, just hit the bench press. Like I could, I can hang out with my man in the gym. So we might be able to get right. a pump in when we're home, but I can't yeah. go out downtown with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know right. bad things happen when I do that. I can't go to no house parties with you, but I can, <laughs> right. you know, I can, I can, I can deadlift with you, you know? And so right. like, that was my thing is like, you just have to be careful. I can go get lunch. 
I can get coffee. You want to come to mass with me? You want to go, you know, right. like I'd come over to your family's house and talk with your parents and you and, and, and all that right. stuff. But you just got to be careful who you do what with. Right. And like, think about the most intimate sure. moments um, and just kind of, kind of those important times in your life. Like you got to be careful who you do what with. Right. And so I think that's really mm-hmm. important. And you kind of hit on that really well. And uh, I don't know if you're trying to do this, but I mean, you're just crushing leading us into the next question that we're going to talk about so <laughs> you're just killing this this outline right now bro so i just really i just really want to express my gratitude right now as your friend just, you know it's, I mean? it's a podcast you feel me it's right. just like just the, podcast I mean, I the spirit must have led me when i just wrote this outline because <laughs> this is crazy so i think that's really good man but you talked about uh the other thing i want to talk about before we get into that right next section is just the friends who leave you i always tell people like look when I gave every one of my friends a choice, when I when I was like, listen, like you want to keep smoking weed? I know I got you into smoking weed. And so this kind of sounds awkward that I'm now leaving, mm-hmm. leaving like one up. But you know, because I was like the one who kind of started it all with my friend group. Yeah. And I'm like, but I'm I'm not doing this anymore, right? Like I'm gonna pursue this this faith stuff and I want to be Catholic. I want to live this out. And so, like, what I kind of had to yeah. realize, and this yeah. is what I had to realize is that people are gonna leave you when you cling to Christ right? Like you have to be willing and ready to accept that. And the only people who were surprised when that happens, and I I think about this a lot, it's ironic that you, or it's it's fitting that you shared about the LGBT community, because I think about that a lot with what's happened recently with the Vatican. And I don't want to go all into that too much, but I think that's so relevant because I think what a lot of people don't realize is that some people don't want to lose anybody. And it's like, if I think the only people who really feel strongly to that is people who don't read the gospels. Because Christ, mm-hmm. like Jesus himself, Jesus out here, I think you, it's so wild to me. If you read John 6, right, and you think about the Eucharist, like his the, just explanation of the Eucharist, if you have to drink my, or drink my blood and eat my body, right, and, or, or you have no life within you, and he hits on yeah. that so much, and people literally leave him. It says the disciples, people who left their livelihoods, their families, their everything, to follow him left him in that moment like you have to realize like he he before that he fed five thousand people with three you know two fishes and three loaves or whatever it was like he he was performing miracles he was healing the blind like how am i supposed to not lose anybody right you know like jesus had people leave and now if i'm gonna follow him i think that i'm gonna somehow like bring every everybody i meet with me like it's not mm-hmm. going to happen, right? So I have to understand yeah. that like, there's going to be friends who are going to choose not that they're leaving me, but that they're not willing to follow him. And I'm saying to mm-hmm. myself, you know, as trying to be a disciple of his, that I'm going to follow him. And like, I want you with all of my heart to come with me. But if you mm-hmm. choose not to come with me, it's not me leaving you, even though you're going to frame it that way. It's you right. that choosing not to come with me, right? I'm inviting you. I want you to right. come with me. I want you to do this with me. And if you're going to mm-hmm. struggle with it, I want to struggle with you. You know, I'm not going to deny you for struggling, but if you're not willing to try, if you're just completely out, then I I can't do it anymore. Right. That's a different thing. Right. And so I think that's so important, but that was kind of, I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but kind of tie that in with like the next part that we want to talk about was that Jesus, I always get, you know, Jesus was friends with sinners. Shouldn't we be friends with sinners? You know? And it's just like, it's such a tough balance to love the sinner and hate the sin. Like how, how do you kind of go about balancing that in your life and and with your friendships and stuff? You know, for me, like, I am someone who is a bit more um, on the side of, you know, I'm going to meet you where you're at the best of my ability. I was a youth minister, so, like, I had to do that with my teens. I know my teens yeah, you are have doing to. stuff. Yeah, you have to. 
Yeah. So like, really good with that with TJ. For me, like that carried into just my personal life too. Like it had to be, it had to be practiced everywhere for me to be good at that as a youth minister. Um, and so I think that's how I was able to get really close and how to gain the trust of my teens was to say like, hey, look, no matter what you do, you step into here. You are the, you are my priority. You know, like. I'm my you are you have my you your best interest is on my mind and like I want to hear about your heart I want to be able to help you like help you understand or know whatever you need to know to get closer to Christ and like I don't care what you just did if you were smoking a joint before you walked into this church I don't care what you did before that I had to because there might have been kids that did you know I don't know who knew there's some kids that you know in the, when I had I had a large group of teens and there was a point where like a couple of them came in, like at some point just was either they were just tired and just can't woke up from a nap or, they, you know, they were doing something else before they came in. It was like when I first started. Right. So like, I don't know, like you just kind of have to, I had to build this mentality, this kind of like understanding, like, you know, these people are coming out of not because they don't want to, but because they don't know otherwise, you know, um, it's the ignorance um, that they have, right? Uh, <clears throat> that you know that they're missing. Really, you know, it's like they're missing the knowledge. And so, I kind of try to um, not to make you know dumb people down. You know, obviously, um, but I approach it with a bit more mercy than others. I was just about to tweet this out the other day. Um, was you know, there's a lot of times where I see people using the like. The, uh, the cleansing of the table where Jesus starts flipping tables using mm. that passage too often to have a lack of mercy in their life. Right. Like there is mess. Like the thing about mercy is mercy is like super messy. Right. And like some of the times and like we look up to Christ in the scriptures, the way he shows mercy is like super like hard to follow <laughs> because his mercy is like, everlasting right the merciful love and so trying to emulate that in my ministry is hard um but also but also brought me at peace when i was able to pursue that correctly you know right if i knew a kid needed just to be um like be heard like i was all years despite what i might have heard was not something i wanted to hear you know um right about <clears throat> xyz you know like um i had to make sure that they knew that they were whatever they were telling me uh was important to me like that i showed that to them and that hey look i'm not gonna judge you because you let a boy tear your heart apart like that or like you you uh you you said this and that or you punched this kid you know like right you know what i mean like i'm not going to not, not not that these things could happen, but, you know, just kind of giving examples. Like, I had to make sure that they knew that I was still with them. I was still for them, and I was still going to work with them and not going to exile them the minute they did something tremendously wrong, you know? Absolutely. Obviously, if it was something worth reporting, I had to report it. I mean, that's part of my job as, like, a, like um, as a, someone who works at the church. If you tell me something about abuse, I have to report abuse and stuff. Right. Um, 
And thankfully that didn't happen too many times in my time as a youth minister. But, you know, it's like there is that conflict like that uh, vulnerability that they were able to have with me because they kind of built this trust um, with me. And so, like, I had to be able to do that somehow with the people I met outside of the church. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a little bit messy and it's a little still hard. It's not like an easy thing for sure. Um, but I try to tread as close to the example of Christ as possible. I might do it wrong. I probably am doing it wrong, but I'm just doing the best that I can. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think one of the things that's always important for people to understand is that, you know, Christ Christ always, Jesus calls us to, as we are, but he doesn't call us to remain as we are. Right. And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And, and they think that facts, Jesus facts. says, come as you are, but it doesn't mean he, he says, stay as you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think is something that's so important is I think there's a difference to a certain point, right. Of, and, and I think you explained, like, you're a great example of this uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and if we disagree on this, that's okay. But like the kids who you're willing to be like super, super patient with are at different places than the people who are going to be your best man in the wedding. Right. Like there's a difference between like we have we have a call to be ministers. Right. And we have a call to be Mm -hmm. both Christ who goes out and reaches the the woman at the well and Christ who, you know, deals with Mary Magdalene, who had a serious conversion, you know, and was very committed Mm -hmm. to her faith after that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. who was a virtuous friendship for him Um, to St. Peter, like all, all of Jesus homies went on to be saints. Right. Like after he died. Right. So you need to think about for the people in your life, are they going to go on to be saints after you died? Like it's a thing to to call sinners and be like, yeah, St. Peter was kind of wild. Right. Like these people denied him. They did these things like they weren't perfect after that, but they still went on to be saints. Right. And so I think a lot of people don't recognize that like Jesus had, you know, Judas was Judas was definitely trifling, but he had 11 really (laughs) down homies. Right. Like he had 11 homies who went on to be saints. And that's important. And like, so if we don't have any, like, who do we think that we are? But while at the same time, not being afraid to like associate with sinners, right? And so there's a tough balance there of like, Jesus calls you as you are for sure, come as you are, but he doesn't call you to stay as you are. And that's where I think the lie of the world has really like seeped into the church in a lot of, in a lot of circles is it's like, yeah, like, it's like, there has to be some type of time period. And I I praise God and thank God for the people in my life who, at some point of me coming back to the same priest when I was a sophomore with the same sins, he was like, he was like, Nathan, like, no shit. You need to stop doing that. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, I'm tired of you saying that time. Like, he's like, seriously, like, stop it. Like, I don't know what, yeah. whatever we need to figure out. Like, I'll help you. I'm here for you. I love you. Like, I care for you, yeah. but you need to stop yeah. doing that. You know, like yeah. there has to come up a time where you have people in your life who say that and like, you can't not be that friend or that person. Mm-hmm. If people, if you think you're the Christ figure or the, you know, the only gospel that people ever read, like if your life is that the gospel isn't all just like, continue on. God loves you. Like, it's also like, you need to change, exactly. you know? And so there's a tough yeah. balance there of being like, cause you have people who are on too much on the Orthodox conservative side that don't want to associate with anybody who does anything wrong in their eyes. Yeah. Then you have people on the other side who are so love focused. And I say love and, and mm-hmm. scare quotes, right? Cause it's not really love in my opinion, if it doesn't have mm-hmm. truth, that just want to let people live how they want to live and don't want to provide any truth and just say, God loves you no matter what you do. And that's not true. I mean, the love mm-hmm. is true, but like salvation is not right. Like mm-hmm. if you, if you choose to just deny God and live however you want to live, like 
like heaven is not guaranteed for you by no means. Like nothing yeah. in scripture tells us that, right? Like nothing in scripture yeah. or tradition tells us that you right. can just go live any type of sinful life you want and you're yeah. like heaven's guaranteed for you. That's not true. Right. You always, there's always got to be striving for pro- progress there, you know, like with your friends, like again, like kind of relating it back to what we said earlier, like if your friends aren't helping you strive to get closer to where you need to be and to be who you need, who you should be, then they're not your friends. You know what I mean? Just like, so just like for me as a youth minister, like if I'm not challenging my teens, like, uh, yeah, I'm there for them um, when they need to. But if they're coming back to me, telling me that they, um, their heart was broken again and I'm like, all right, you need to stop falling in love with the dumb people or you know, right. just yeah. don't Sometimes date anymore. Real, man. You know? So yep. at some point I got to tell them like, Hey, I'm going to listen as much as I can. But if I hear too much of something, I'm going to be like, Hey, listen, like, <laughs> you know, at this point what I'm going to say, and you don't want me to say it. You know what I mean? Like you, you already right. know. Um, and so like, there's gotta be a point of challenge uh, to grow um, in every in every good and fruitful relationship, whether it be a close friend or, or mentorship of some sort, if your mentor doesn't help you grow, are they really your mentor? You know what I mean? Like, um, so just anywhere else that applies everywhere and in any kind of relationship, if the person that you so called to be close to doesn't help you, you know, grow into the person you need to be, then are they really the right person to be, you know, in your life, you know? Right. Um, 2 Timothy 4 talks about that a lot. And it talks about how like the the people will start to have itching ears and they'll seek out for them teachers who say what they want them, like what they want to hear. Right. And so that's what we have to be careful of is you don't want to, you can't be that person. Right. Like, and I think there's so many people who out there who consider themselves like the good influence in their friend group. Right. And it's like, if you're not actually challenging anybody, you're not the good influence. You're just like everybody else. Right. Just because you go to church on Sunday and you're in this group of people who are doing all the wrong things like that doesn't make you the good influence. Right. You're not the voice of reason. If you're having no impact over years of time. Right. Like you need to really evaluate what you're doing. So how did you start to go about like making good friends, good virtuous friendships like you talked about at Abe and the people who are going to be in your wedding? Yeah. So that kind of started to happen. Just um, I mean, sounds like the same answer, but it literally as the conversions continue to happen, you know, the people that the person you are attracts the people who you who want to, you know, who are like minded or similar to you, you know. And um, for me, um, at Ave, you're you're at a university that is f- filled with Catholics, you know, like everywhere you look is Catholic. Um, right. There's like maybe like you look to the 10 percent and like there's maybe it's not many Catholics. I mean, there's not there's not. There's a 10% of them that aren't, you know, but that's like a really small, maybe like maybe less, I don't know. But majority of the people that you will see there are Catholic, you know, and mm-hmm. have the same mindset. And and so like figuring, like finding, like, but you can't be friends with the entire school, you know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> just because you're Catholic doesn't make you immediately good friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so for me, just um, finding these people just kind of, you know, um, was a very unique thing and um if i was able to if somebody shared their heart with me if they were able to be vulnerable with me if they showed that trust um you know we just through the natural progression of our friendships uh to share some of their heartache from like their past or you know what the things that they're going through um 
that made me more open to share um, with them as well. That kind of lead led me into um, understanding vulnerability as one of the most important aspects of any friendship relationship, whether it be romantic or not. Like that is probably one of the most important things out there um, in in all relationships. Like if to consider somebody a good friend is to have that basis of like vulnerability. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's huge, man. And I think, you know, one thing that I think that would include in that vulnerability that I've kind of experienced in my, in my path of making good friends is that you have to be willing to take a risk. You know, I think it's a lot like dating, right? Like a lot of guys don't find mm-hmm. the, the right woman in their lives because they're not willing to take the risk to ask them out or to, you know, um, message them or talk to them or you know what I mean like go up to them in person and stuff like that because there's risk in that and there's the same thing that's risk in friendship right like I remember asking a friend of mine like one of my one of my best friends uh from the army Colin uh Colin Dorner I remember one day we were like standing in formation right like preparing for our brigade change of command right and like we ended up next to each other and I just asked him I had seen him at daily mass or something and I was just like bro, so what are you giving up for Lent? He was just like, what? Are you Catholic, right? Like I took a chance, like just kind of saying that, yeah. right? Like just kind of sharing that in, in that moment. And, uh, you know, there's another time with my, my best friend, Bob, who I talked about earlier of, he was completely, when we moved in together in Georgia in our first year in the army, he was not baptized, nothing. Like his mom was a fallen away Catholic, but he really had no like real Catholic background himself. And I just mm-hmm. remember like sharing with him about his life and, and sharing my faith with him. And I just like, recited to him this bible verse of 1 timothy 1 verse 12 through 16 which is one of my favorites and we shared on that podcast that he and i did and it's like that that's like a risk right like he could deny that like he could turn that down like he could be like that's dumb like that's stupid like you take a risk right and like actually developing virtuous friendships when i have those like it took chances right like i took a chance like i took a risk to say this is what i believe this is who i am this is what i want to be right like are you willing to do this with me that's hard. Yeah. That's hard to do. It's hard to yeah. say to people um, and, and to really also tell them like to be affirming, right? Like I think that's something that men are not necessarily good at. And I've had to learn to like be affirming with other men because it wasn't something that right. I had a ton in my life. Um, but to say like, Hey, like, I think you could do this with me. Like, I, I actually believe in you. Like, I, I want you to do this with me. You know, like I want us to yeah. be different. How can we be better? That was how I started my first Bible study, which is like my five closest friends. And I was just like, let's just talk about how we can be better men. Right. Like it doesn't even have to be like super faith focused. Like we're not going to read scripture. Like, but like, what are your goals for the week? You know, and like, how can I help you with that? And like, we just shared that together as a group of five men. And it was so awesome, man. And it's just like, you know, to think about that, like it takes, you have to take a chance. You have to like put yourself out there. You have to like reach out to people and try to develop these friendships, but it's not easy. And I think a lot of people just wanted to be like, God, I don't have good friends. I don't have, and it's just like, nothing's more frustrating when you succeed in something. Yeah. Well, that's creating friendships or that's getting your ranger tap or that's being a great youth minister or whatever it is. And people yeah. just assume that it'll be easy for them when you right. know how much hard work you put in to, to get there. Right. And so exactly. I think that a lot of people just assume that we just created these good friends because like it, it had nothing to do with us. Right. Like we didn't try. There's no effort. There was no embarrassment. Right, there right. was no, you know, uncomfortability. Like it was just all easy. Yeah. And it's just like, no, dude, I'm from the same ratchet background that you were from, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, but I had to reach out yeah. to these guys. I had to be vulnerable yeah. and I had to do all these things and that's tough to do, yeah. you know? Right. It's some of the most, most beautiful friendships um, 
happen when you take that trust, not that that leap of faith, you know, to kind of make that risk. Um, whether that be like, you know, for me, like I I was blessed to be able to have, you know, the household uh, at my college to kind of help me again, like half of the guys, more than half of the guys in the in my wedding party are from my household, some of the closest guys in my life, um, and you know with with you know going away going after college i was able to implement that friendship the way that they taught me to be vulnerable and and um you know be able to create good friendships like i w- i didn't really have a hard time after college finding good friends as well like yeah it just found it it took a while to find i mean it took me just taking the chance to go to this young adult group basically that was like 30 minutes from where i lived and lo and behold, I had like I had met some of the most great Catholics ever, um, and a great group of people who were striving to do the same. Who not were just college students now; they were actually like adults with jobs, um, trying to live out the faith. Some were parents, some were not. And like, whoa, what is this? And it just right. took me taking that small leap of faith of just taking that thirty-minute drive. Actually, yep. no, I even got picked up by someone who I didn't know really? at the time. Wow. And they're like, hey, like my my friend who was from the area was like, hey, there's this good group if you're interested. Um, but uh, if you want, my friend can pick you up because I can't go. I was like, oh, it's her now fiance. Um, so he picked me up. We went and like, I don't know this dude. And I go to a group of the, another group of people who I don't know. You don't know. Zero idea. And it just takes that chance to kind of, you know, now I have a good group of friends here in Lakeland, Florida. Um who are amazing people who um, are some some of the greatest influences in my life, you know? So Yeah, it's awesome. Takes that chance. It just takes the chance. Even us. I don't even remember who between the two of us messaged each other first, <laughs> you know? Like, I can't right. even remember yeah. now at this point, like, who, who hit who up first. But it's so awesome. Like, just Instagram, you know, it's not just good for finding your, your future spouse, as we both learned, but it's also good. Like, you can create a lot of friendships through that, you know? Right. Of just messaging right. people and hitting them up, and I mean, I've made so many good Insta friends. Like it's unbelievable. Right. Man. <laughs> Me too. I mean, my two co-hosts for for Living Ardently, Jarrell and and Stephen, we all met through the for, through Instagram. Right. Um, one of my writers is somebody who listened to the podcast and like liked the podcast. I was like, hey, like thanks, and we just had a back and forth conversation, and uh, we became friends. It's like, hey, want to be a writer <laughs> like for the podcast yeah. and. It's awesome. it's the I mean again like I met Sarah on their internet like on Instagram right again it's just a matter of like how you use the tool and not like you know I mean there's 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 there is a side of the addiction that's a part of it right but there's also a fruitfulness to the social media that is awesome that we can't discredit you know absolutely. Like, yeah, man, I think it's huge, and so I hope people will just be more open to that and like pursuing it in their lives because. I think too much, too often in life, just people just expect success and things are just kind of fall in their lap. And it's like, bro, you got to participate in this, you know? <laughs> yeah. God shows us a lot to our faith that he asks us to participate in it yeah. and in our salvation, our salvation, you know, that I think that uh, we often think that we don't have to participate in anything. And it's like, no, even God, God shows us the example in our salvation that he asked you to come to church on Sunday. He asked you to go to mm-hmm. confession. He asked you to respond to his love, right? Like you have to participate in this. You have to participate in procreation, right? Like you have to participate in everything. Mm-hmm. And he wants to work with us, which is a beautiful thing. 
when you think about it but too many people want things just to be given to them and we just have this kind of entitled generation of like and generations of people who are just like things should just be handed to me and it's like no you don't really deserve that so (laughs) i hope this encourages people to seek out good friends in their lives and just want to thank you adrian bro for coming on today you know i'm excited to record again in a few days together (laughs) to talk about romantic (laughs) relationships and how we met our ladies on instagram and stuff and and (laughs) where we're at today i think it's going to be a great one to do too i wish we could do it now but i'm excited to do it in a few days with you brother for sure yeah it's gonna be great and thanks for having me on and i'm glad uh, this all worked out the way it did. Hold on. My Siri activated. Did you hear me the entire time? Yeah. Okay. It it just started to, like, Siri on my MacBook just started going crazy. Oh, that's hilarious. No, no, you're good. I said it again. I said it again, and she he activated again. <laughs> <laughs> I got the British male Siri on mine. That's yeah, I got, I got the dude in English version, but he's yeah, his yeah. name's Alex. <laughs> but yeah man it, i really loved it. it it was a great time I, I can't wait to do you know record again um but you know for me friendships are so important and i hope that you know you guys whoever whoever you are listening that your listeners are my listeners who come over here um really take that chance and and you know you know hopefully this helps and gives you some fruit in like you know if, if you're struggling finding some good fellowship outside as a young adult it's it's you're not alone it is a hard thing but it, it just kind of takes a chance you know whether that means you got to drive an hour to find that good community then drive that hour bro it's worth it it's worth it that's it brother well i appreciate it adrian <laughs> stay strong out there man Thanks, we're, we're praying for you and cheering for you these next yeah. couple weeks before you get married man and it's <laughs> yeah. been good seeing you and uh look forward to doing more work together in the future brother for sure we'll look forward to it too thanks man appreciate it